Hello up there, good people. We are War Inside My Head, a mental health podcast. Brought to you by your host, Beardbo. And Ormi. Every two weeks we share our highs and lows, as well as breaking down the goings on and releases from across the metalverse, as well as chatting about movies, games, comics, and anything else that tickles our fancy. We started this podcast to promote mental health awareness. We're trying to do this by sharing our own experiences and how we keep ourselves almost sane by indulging in our love for all things heavy metal and beyond. Okay guys, we like to feature up and coming metal bands, so if you would like to be featured and have your song on one of our episodes, please hit us up. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and you can also find us on Instagram at WIMH underscore pod, or you can contact us via email on WIMH pod at gmail.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to War Inside My Head. How are we doing this week, Beardball? For the first time, face to face. Well, it's the first time we've recorded face to face, not the first time we've actually seen each other. Is it though? Because we don't do episode one. Well, te- no, because you were in the next room, really, on the first one, weren't you? So we were in the same building, but not in the same room because we right. had no idea what we we're doing. And luckily, seven episodes later, we still haven't got a clue what we're doing. How are you doing I, this week? I, I know we're coming up to our first milestone. Anyway, nearly ten episodes. Ten episodes is the big one. Figuring it all out for number ten. We've got some stuff planned um, in the new year. I'm excited. I'm well, excited. Wouldn't be planned for this year, would it? Because it's like December the 17th, whatever a day. So not mm. a lot of time left before Christmas. Christmas. Are you full of Christmas cheer? I am. You I'm look excited. Like I'm excited. You do have a bit of a Santa look about you with your hat on and your, your beard like. I mean, I'm a bit good and I've got to work through it, but someone's got to do it. So nah, why nah. not? <laughs> when you have him sitting down, ladies and gentlemen, and not just uh, our friend, Mr. Beerball Baggins, but have a th- pause of thought for those guys that are working through Christmas. Um, for, you know, used to be one time used to get quite good rates for working Christmas, double, triple time and things, but sadly that's slowly been eroded away. Um, I myself has worked plenty of Christmases, but luckily not this year. So yes, we will be thinking of all you guys working hard on Christmas Day. And if you're out there and you're at home, just pause and have a quick thought for the, for those people that have to work Christmas. Oh, thanks. Even just, where's a glass? It'll do me. There we go, because they can't bless them. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But answer your question from before, I'm rather well, uh, apart from internet trouble still. Yes. <laughs> for fuck's sake, I've had no internet for four weeks. <laughs> I'm pissed off with it now. It's beyond a fucking joke, but hey-ho. Call them out, man. Call them out. Go on, call them out. Call, call them out. Call, call them out. out. Yeah. Which one, Sky or BT? Because both of them. Both Fuck of it. them. We'll go both of them. Eh? Shit. Sky. You're absolute. You're blaming BT in absolute fucking shit, and then BT for not pulling that finger out, for not uh, getting planning permission quick enough to dig up a fucking road. Which I'm sure they'll be looking getting that done before Christmas. I think not. Um, four weeks, man. Can I ask you a serious question? How are you alive? I don't think I could survive that long without <laughs> any internet. It's like, been very difficult. Yeah. Um. Luckily, I have awesome neighbours who have let us binge off their Wi-Fi, so at least watch Netflix. <laughs> nah, Netflix. At least I can watch Netflix. 
Aye. Netflix. Well, Netflix, Disney Plus. Pornhub. Oh. <laughs> we all know what you meant. X hamster. X hamster. <laughs> no, no, I've always been a bloke. <laughs> <laughs> now you get to see the madness guys running in the same room together. Jesus Christ. No, but I look a little bit like him if he lost all his hair. <laughs> Oh dear me! Other than that, how, but, how have you been? Have you been? Have you been well mentally? How are you feeling? Are you feeling like obviously getting into Christmas and you, you are working Christmas? Is that kind of put a bit of damper on things? Anything like that? Uh, not so much. Uh, I wouldn't say damper, but you know, the whole cost of living is is becoming a worry. You know, just turn the heating on and the gas mm. just woof. Just you know, looking at me credit meter, me, me meters, and it's just woof. It's like because I've got like a top up meter. Yeah. Um, so just looking at it, it was like a certain amount of price, and then the next minute it's like boom! It's like everything I just topped it up, just gone, just gone within a weekend. That's mad. Do you know what I mean? Just a weekend. <clears throat> it's uh, it's worrying, you know, especially when we've had like one of the coldest sort of December's I can remember for a while. I've never known because where I live in Gateshead, we're quite high up, and it when it originally snowed last week. The, the snow's still on the ground from that from when it first snowed, so it's been about 10 days nearly or whatever at this point, and I've never known snow to hang around that long, and obviously it's snowed since, but it's obviously been very, very cold, minus degree weathers, and it's like they literally couldn't have picked the worst winter for what's happening with the cost of living and things like that. So, yeah, it is a, it's a bit of a, a, a scary time for a lot of people at the minute, I know that. It is, yeah, and it's pretty bad around, um, like, Long Benton where I was at... Um our friends Dan's and his partner's uh, Sarah's the other night and uh, it's still quite bad around their housing state. Oh, there's the snow yeah. and stuff which is, you know, <laughs> in terms of, I live in quite an old house and uh, there's barely, you know, insulation that's minimal. Um, all the heat rises to the top of the, the house so the attic's quite warm but the rest of the house, and it takes a lot to uh, actually heat our house up so we understand that a lot of people are probably feeling like that at the minute and we kind of you know, as we mentioned last week, if you are struggling with money and things, remember presents aren't aren't the be all and end all of Christmas. So you can always plan of you know things to do cheap um, that you know can kind of replace those things. But we you know we do know what's kind of happening out there, and we we are under we understand that people are have got it a lot worse than us. To be honest, I think it's the way I would put it. Yeah. So you know we we do see and we hope things you know improve in the new year. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. <clears throat> yeah. And how about yourself, though, Omi? Are you, are you feeling all right? It's been a How's rough... How's the routine going? Routine's falling off a bit. So I had a couple of, of like, low ideas um, coming into Christmas. Talk about last week with, obviously, I'm still feeling the loss of my mum from last year. Um, and it's just been... I've noticed I've, like, my mood's been a bit low. I have been trying to keep up some of the routine. It's been off and on, but I have kept, like, I'm still on the bike, still doing the exercises, meditation, and things have dropped off, which I have actually noticed a negative effect to that. So I'm trying to get back into, even if I'm not doing the meditation, just the, the mindfulness, doing some breathing exercises, and also sitting down and just, when I'm feeling a bit low, just like sit down, just write down three things that you're grateful for to give you kind of an idea of, you know, yes, things are bad, but people have it a lot worse. And sometimes you do have to bear that in mind and be grateful for what you have. So, yeah, it's been getting in, you know, I think it's the season and stuff as well. And again, we're a bit worried about, you know, how much it's costing to heat the house. So I think there's been a couple of low ideas. And I think, you know, I know the reason for it, but it's just kind of being mindful to pause, take the time, 
not blame yourself kind of beat yourself wow why do you feel like this you've got it you know there's no reason to feel like that no but you know you have to sit down go right i feel like this there's no particular reason why but you have to not beat yourself up about it as well and just take some time for what you feel grateful for pause do something else go for a walk or whatever um so i've done that but other than that you know again i I know there's a lot of people that are hurting a lot more so it's just trying to bear that in mind and there's a lot of people in the same position um as us that this year they're going into christmas and it'll not be nice it might be the first one since you've lost someone so as we mentioned last week you know it's going to be tough everyone out there that is grieving you know i hope that you have a better time and you find it a bit more joy than you're expecting this christmas is, is guess my hopes my holiday wishes for all because this obviously will be the last episode before christmas do uh, do a little bit of something like what yourself is already doing because obviously you're meeting up with rob who's going through exactly the same thing um so <clears throat> yeah um Ormy's basically um there's a, a mutual friend of ours called rob uh i don't know if i'm allowed to say his full name no I'll just use his first name yeah. just we'll just say rob um who also had a, a loss in his mm-hmm. family so um roughly around about the same time as yourself when losing your mum yeah, same, and it's also as well the family situation in terms of, um, you know, he, he lives away from the rest of his family. He's got sisters and things, but he's kind of, he has no family up here. Mm. So, you know, we don't want to see him on Christmas on his own. So mm. he comes to my house and yeah, he spends so Christmas with us. That's, that's so that, like, I was almost going about to say, like, something like what you've just done, you know, find someone you can spend Christmas, that you, you want, that you're happy to spend Christmas with. So, like yourself and Amy and Rob, <coughs> so reach out if you know somebody's maybe going to have a tough time if they are on their own. They might mm-hmm. have lost someone or they might be away from the family. could just be yep. a thing of they can't travel because, you know, the things that are going on at the minute. So it could be any number of reasons. You know they're going to be on, no should be alone on Christmas. Um, so, yeah, you know, reach out to someone, offer them a place at the table, you know, that type of thing and just make sure they're kind of, they might want to be on their own, to be fair, so don't push it as well. That's another thing to say. Some people might want to be on their own. But it, even just the offer could be enough to kind of, you know, show that there's people out there that care about them. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. and they've got somewhere to go if they Small decide gestures. last minute. <coughs> Small gestures. The little gestures. Some people might not even be valuable presents. I mean, just having just someone to sit with, have a couple of drinks, be merry, and that, that's a, a Christmas enough for everybody. Yeah. So. We, we've kind of scaled it back a little bit on the presents we've bought but what we've been doing like when we've gone to places like tesco and things and they've got the little trolleys we've bought like toys and things to donate nothing massive we're not buying like barbie dolls or anything but we'll pick up a couple of five pound toys one for a boy one for a girl and just chuck it in and we've kind of said to people you know i've kind of said like a couple of people in the family saying look we're going to pare down but we're going to do this instead because at the end of the day like a lot of the time people say what do you want for christmas i don't know so if you don't want anything particular for christmas you know, that money, you'll buy something, get some stuff for something that might appreciate it more, you know, donations yeah. and things like that. You know, it is a cost of living crisis, but some people are more fortunate than others. So, you know, if you are able to do that, you know, things like that, and even donations for presents and things could go a long way this Christmas, I think. So, yes, well, this is the last episode before Christmas, so Merry Christmas, everyone. And Merry Christmas, all. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you. And then our next episode, I think, will be our year wrap-up. We'll probably do our, our top, whatever, so we'll get that. Um, maybe if we can get it recorded before New Year's Eve, we might release it on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, something like that, and we'll wrap up our favourite stuff of the year. But it's not our last ever time, though, like, we'll see each other, because on the no. 22nd, on the Beardwell Baggins Twitch channel, Get Heavy. Plug, plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Mr. Ormy is joining me live, 22nd of December, for the Get Heavy Christmas special. We'll have a, a Christmas bundle to give away as well. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is welcome to, to one lucky winner. We'll be able to win a signed copy of Boz, Fury of Pagana. A uh, signed copy of Mortal Chain's self-titled EP. Ooh. Not one, but two cast and tefra woven patches. Ooh. Hive mind pin badge. Ooh. Couple of stickers. It's a generation game. It is, I. <laughs> is there also a cuddly toy? In fact, actually, you know what it is? I'm going to donate a cuddly toy. I will get a cuddly toy. To go into the Christmas giveaway this year. Oh, there we go. Because I feel like there should be a cuddly toy. Can we see if we can get, like, with a the one inside my head t shirt on it? We might be able to <laughs> shout out to uh, my secret Santa this year at work, who actually inadvertently got the first piece of one inside my head merchandise um, by getting the, the logo printed on a t shirt. We are planning merch next year, so if you're sitting there and thinking, oh, I know there's a cost of living crisis on, but I would love a, a t shirt of a podcast that like three people listen to every week then we've got you covered so coming in 2023 big things so what's that is that me you and my mom who listens to this um i don't think your mom even listens to it i think she just plays it on spotify out of sympathy <laughs> or apple podcasts or google podcasts available and all i tried to get it on stitcher but i'm still trying to figure out their user interface so if anyone can help with that that would be great so yes the only reason I'm on the stream is because it's from my house isn't that right Stephen because the internet's shit shagged as we mentioned so yes yeah, so it'll actually be you get to see my my wonderful attic I've <laughs> been at the mercy of uh, three great friends um, like I said Dan and Sarah um, and Monday aka tomorrow uh, I'm with Sean and Charlotte Sean being the bass player of Cass and Tefra and uh, obviously yourself and the main your... event as i like to call it the <laughs> the last gig of the tour the playing wembley finishing off in gated in the in the <clears throat> casa de Ormi, if you like it's gonna be a good night though i've got the photo so basically if you know i've watched our uh, stevie streams before it's gonna uh, basically be three way playing music talking shit and getting pissed um so come along <laughs> I mean, if you like this podcast, you'll probably like that. So, yeah, that's on the 22nd. What time are we looking at? About 7 o'clock. 7 p.m. If as long as we get everything set up and things and, and on correctly. Twitch.tv forward slash Biedbo underscore Baggins. Yes. So, check that out, guys, and we'll be there on the 22nd. Uh, usually, I say I'll be in the chat, but I won't. I'll be on the screen and all me be added glory. And I'll post the link on Instagram, Facebook, me Discord, of course. All that. Where everyone stuff. can enter in the draw. Yes. And Ormi is going to announce the winner. Ooh, yes, I am. So I can't actually be in the draw. Boo. Although last time, still had to sacrifice me prize. Still, still I'm not bitter. I'm, I'm definitely bitter. <laughs> what are you laughing at? This, laughing is the problem you. You, this is the problem when you work, they do it together. You get to see each other's little cheeky, cheeky looks. <laughs> Metal News. So then, metal news, beer boy. What have we? What what news do we have? Or metal rock? Well, world of music. What's going on? Oh, one of the ones I'm particularly particularly excited about, Chimera, one of my all time favorite bands, 
um, celebrating 20 year anniversary of their Impossibility of Reason record, yeah. which was released May 13th, 2003. Bloody hell. God, we're ruled, aren't we? <laughs> They're playing two shows back to back in their hometown, Cleveland, Ohio, and be taking place May 12th, May 13th next year. Woo! And it's pretty much the classic lineup of Mark Hunter, Rob Arnold's, Matt DeVries, Jim Lamarca, Chris, uh, I'm not Apologies for mispronouncing the surname, but uh, Chris uh, Spizakuza. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that name correctly. But Did you know that would sound fantastic, Ian? What's that, an Asian accent? An Asian accent. Spizakuza. <laughs> and Austin Demond. Um, now, obviously, Austin is not part of the uh, original classic lineup. Um, that I am a bit disappointed that Andals Herrick uh, isn't part of the lineup. But still, the lineup's going ahead. The gigs are going ahead, and my hope, my hope for this, is that the lads enjoy these two shows because I haven't played a show since two thousand seventeen. Wow! And the Caller quits. Mark Hunt is now pretty much on Twitch full time. Yeah. Um. But my hope is is that they enjoy these two gigs. They realize what they're missing. And then another record comes from it. Ah, I think there probably will be, to be fair. Like, I think, well, whether it's a record or they just start recording and releasing stuff. I mean, we talked about, like, bands releasing stuff moving forward, didn't we? It might not be the same. But, yeah, so like I can see, tell you're excited. Bit, a little bit disappointed that handles, but I don't know what the reason is that he doesn't want to. I don't know if there's still bad blood there. Might be, yeah. Or he just doesn't pursue music at all anymore. Mm. But, um Never mind. Never mind. At least it's like, you know, it's it's as close as you can get, I suppose. I mean, we can dream for new music, can't we? We can't, of course you can, mate. You can dream all you want. You can sleep soundly. Maybe Santa Claus will, you know, bring you some good news. Who knows? Who knows? It's that time of year. I'll have to sit on his knee. In the words of Hans Gruber, it's Christmas, Leo. It is the time for miracles. (laughs) Now you know me. I'm I, I shite do. at social media, mainly because I don't like scrolling and all that, and I'm I'm not very good at it. And I, we are running for the podcast. I don't really use my own personal account that much anymore, uh, and I'm just not very good at it, which is probably one of the reasons I don't like it. But there's a lot of stuff that flies around on social media. But I don't know. Did you see the story about um, it was Joe Bonamassa originally, and then Ola England uh, kind of chimed in on it. But basically, Joe Bonamassa quit. Social media, it seems. At least uh, he, he's still his account's still there, but it's run by someone else. So basically, someone he posted about playing a gig somewhere. Um, some guy made a comment, not about his guitar playing or his talent, but made a comment about his hairline. Um, so yeah, exactly. You know, it's it is kind of if you want, like it's body shaming. If you pick on someone for the hairline, especially someone who's fucking talented as Bonamassa is as a guitarist. But yeah, they would put a little thing about his hairline. It's like something like, it's time to ditch the hairline, Joel, just shave it off. Something like that. Nothing to do with guitar playing or really the post. It was just an RC comment. And then re- reacted to it and there was a bit of back and forth. And then he just basically sort of quit Instagram saying, I'm not going to do it anymore. Like somebody's going to run it for us. You're not going to hear from me. And so his account's going to be run by a third party team from now on. Which the this is a shame. Uh, the the comment was time to shave the head, Joe. It's over. Your hair had a good run, but it's now in retirement. And he responded, "How about this, Rich? You do you, and you I'll do me. We understand each other." And then 
you know, it kind of went from there and then it was the next day. And Joe released a statement saying, I went on stage angry and that was the thing that really got him. It was after that comment. He let it get to him. Uh, you know, again, it's, it is, it's body shaming. If you said, you know, it's picking out somebody's features and kind of trying to make light of it. It's not very nice. Uh, so he's quit Instagram. One of the problems you see with social media, people think they've got a right just to say anything. Well, the post on social media, it's like if somebody posts something, I think, yeah, you can comment on the post, on the content, but just randomly picking on someone's hair isn't very good. And then Ola, who we talked about, I think, the last episode, he, was, he kind of seems to be in the news a lot, but I think it's just because he's really big in terms of being on YouTube. Kind of fell in saying that, you know, he didn't really take it well. He didn't deal with the situation well. He kind of, I think you're saying he kind of threw a strop almost, which I kind of get both points. What do you reckon? Do you reckon Bonamassa was a bit, bit stroppy quitting Instagram, or do you think that was not necessarily justified? But how how do you think maybe he could have done with it better? Yeah, I think he could have handled maybe a little bit better. But we don't know what else has been going on in his life that might have just been the tipping point. Do you know what I mean? Because we we don't see every little deal in his life, do we? Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> no, and well, it could be just really... Well, he obviously is very self-conscious about it. You know, it's it's obviously something self-conscious about it because you probably wouldn't have said anything, but it's that's irked him. And me and you are, how should we put this, follically challenged, at least on the top of our heads. <laughs> so we've been through that, um, growing from long, luscious manes down my back to uh, nout, basically, stubble on my heads. And it didn't really bother me because I think I had the long hair and then I was like, I was happy to get rid of it. But I know like a lot of men do worry about being bald, especially if they were bald when they're younger and your hair thinning. It's not nice, is it? It's like anyone pointing anything out about you. It's, some, it's not like like weight, almost weight. You can say, well, you can do something for that. Your hair length, yeah, you can't surgery in that, but it, it's a sign of aging. He's I mean, obviously I, I self-conscious. I lasted a year or so after yourself because, like you say, I was a little bit self I could, just couldn't. Didn't want to do it. Wearing hats all the time. Wearing hats all the time. Yeah. But as that year went on, I could say it. I think it's like every bush, I could just feel another strand coming out. Mm. And I'd say, do you know what I mean? I'm starting to look like Devin Townsend from Stratton, young lad. And I'd say, this is going to have to go. <laughs> I think uh, he did. I think he dealt with it. I know his comments he put weren't that bad. He wasn't attacking. The, to be fair, he wasn't even attacking the people. He did make a little comment where he's like, oh, I'm, I'm playing a gig tonight in front of 10,000 people. What are you doing? But I get what, what he's done. I think he's done the right thing. He's just gone, right, I'm not doing it anymore, right? Somebody else is going to run the account. So maybe that'll be better because social media is toxic as fuck. Um, especially places like Twitter and stuff like that. I'm, as Twitter I say, is the worst. I, I, like, I, I post for the, the podcast and even I don't do often because I don't know that well and I just hate going on and the fucking shit you get when you post things. Just bots. It's just fucking annoying. Instagram's really bad for bots. It's really bad. As we're just starting this, I got a prom- I am part of the promotion team of Ghost Jewelry. And we think you'd be perfect for our brand. I send off to four hundred different thousand people different people. I have a had day. that at least twice yeah. a week. Yeah. Every time I post. It's just it's just full of like shape, but you have to do it. Like we want to get the, the, the word out there. You know, we're not expecting to be fucking Joe Rogan lever or anything like that, but we, you know, we have a message that we want to spread and we think it's important. And it's part of that message is don't scroll on social media all the time, which kind of feels like, you know, you're being hypocritical, really, doesn't it? Saying, you know, being on social media is not good for your mental health. Like, it, it, it just isn't. And then if, you know, especially if you get comments and things and that can, that can trigger you. So if you on you know, don't like I mean, comments if it comes like that. with it, um, just turn the comment section off. Yeah, I think you can, yeah. You can do just, that. Just post. 
People are going to like it. I want to put that it. Yeah. They, they can't comment on it. And maybe that'll be an idea. Yeah, and then you get criticized. Oh, you didn't want any criticism. It's like, I'm sure if he had criticism for his guitar playing or whatever, it might be different. But picking on his hairline, it's like... And it was, I don't think there was even a picture of him in it, like with his hairline or anything like that. I think it was just someone was thinking about it and took that opportunity to mention it. Um, and you never know what that might person have done before. But yeah, uh, moral stories. Don't be a dick on social media. Don't be a dick in real life, actually. <laughs> Either or. What's your next news item? Next one. Steven. Kind of a kind of a two-parter. Kiss have announced their UK final. Oh, tour. sorry, I thought it was an offer. Oh, the well, you were gazing into my eyes. Well, I'm not used to it when we're recording. <laughs> I know, it's not. Where's that tub of Vaseline? <laughs> <laughs> I've got cracked lips, what are you on about? Oh, right, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Check out allmefans.com later on, folks. Exclusive on allmefans.com. So, yeah, Sazbub just said Kiss, final UK tour of 2023, um, taking place between June and July. Obviously, they've announced Plymouth, Birmingham, Newcastle, London, Manchester, and Glasgow. Now, I was under the impression that their download appearance was the last time they were ever going to play the UK. Well, it was the retirement tour, but I don't know if they announced it. It won't even be the last time they play the UK. It'll be it'll say be the last UK tour, but they'll just do bigger shows. Like they'll continue on. It might be the last time the original lineup, but they'll. They'll eventually, it's a brand. You can replace Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. In fact, it'll probably be a better band at this point if you replace them with You could take four young guys, really talented musicians, and give them all the gear and that, and people would still go see them live. They might end up playing smaller shows, but people would still go to see them. It's a brand, isn't it? It, it? That's what Kiss is. More than a band, it's a brand. So I think they'll end up coming back. But to be fair... So you think they're going to come back even after this 2023 I reckon so. It's one of those... I've seen Thunder play the last UK show at least three times. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? These bands that come back, you hear Motley Crue signed a contract to say we're never coming back. It's See, a, this was one of the things. What, what's your thoughts on bands that you're using the, this is what Final World Tour? You'll never get to see this again. And is that just to sell tickets? Oh, it's a marketing gimmick, isn't it? Because... <clears throat> A few people discussed this, brought us up in my Discord the other day, and I thought it's very fucking shady to do that, personally. Um, I think Nine Inch Nils have been... Yeah, I saw their dead. last ever UK show, which was at <coughs> Sonosphere, and then they came back, yeah. You've just said it before, Marty Crew signed a contract, and the way they got around that, they broke up and then got back together. Yeah. That, I'm again, yeah. shady as fuck. Uh, it's <coughs> just... It's it and especially now with ticket touts like what was in. Well, just... yeah, I trying to boost the the kind of the furor because if it's more popular, Ticketmaster will charge you more. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> is it just another? Is it a scam basically from the band's point of view? As opposed to like, I don't know if it's a scam because I think a lot of the time it is genuine. I think they probably do feel like oh, we're not going to do this the only anymore. Band I've seen stick to the word so far is Slayer. Yeah, Slayer. Well, that was because that was health, wasn't it? Uh, and yeah, they they've stuck with it, but, but they haven't done like everyone suspect. Ah, they'll do like one-off shows, but they haven't even done that yet. I suppose like the last time Sabbath did it, they they haven't done it since as well. When they did the last UK shows and they did the last one in Birmingham, that was the last Black Sabbath show, and I think that will be the last Black Sabbath show. We'll talk a little bit about Aussies tour in a bit, uh, but yeah, 
it is a gimmick in it, and to be honest, if you fall for it, especially when it's like Barnes like Kiss and stuff, it's like it is just a gimmick in it. I'm fair play at Kiss though. At least they're playing more than one show. They're doing like they're playing Newcastle, and there's not many bands come back in Newcastle anymore. Maiden doesn't come here anymore, and a lot of the bigger bands don't come to the town anymore. Well, they're kind of splitting it. So like the June, like sorry, the the June ones is Plymouth, Birmingham, and Newcastle, and that's early June. Yeah, and then must be having a break or something, and then early July back for uh, London, Manchester, Glasgow. Which is good, because they actually are playing, do you know what I mean? They're, they're playing but it was just other the, venues rather than just Manchester, London, or Birmingham, <laughs> and London. It's the, using, this is the final time you're going to say that, I can to sell tickets. I can imagine that with Kiss, I don't know, I reckon it could be, because they are I just old, feel like man. if you're going to put that out there, that this is going to be a final time, make it your final time. Or just don't say it's a final time. Yeah. It, that's, that's the, the part that's annoying us the most is that people are saying, so thank you, and you're never going to see this again. Yeah, I know. It's even, well, like, <laughs> I, if you want to see the band, go see the band. Mm-hmm. If it's just because, well, it's a final time, it's like, well, kiss, I. You should not. They're all 70 odd. Well, yeah, I know they're kind of age. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah. But I mean, the same bands now, I'll just go, uh, well, I tell you what, we'll talk about the next thing, leading on to this, but bands now, the same bands of the age, I'm like, I might go see them, but I've seen them before, and it was like, you know, so Kiss, what, how many, 14 years ago we saw them at Download? So, I mean, they were older then. So, I mean, what's a performance going to be like now? Do you know what I mean? So, it's like, do I really want to go see that when they're, I mean, they must be in their 70s. Um, So, yeah, it's a bit of an odd one, but I'm not keen on when Bans is the last ever tour, um, because, unless they stick, I mean, unless they do stick with it, like, seriously, I did. just, Shady, in my opinion. Yeah, my it's just opinion. weird. Just it's marketing, isn't it? What's uh, what's the the listeners' opinion? Drop me an email. I don't know. Wait, wait. That's where you gone. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> cheers, man. Cheers, cheers <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but I uh, drop me a comment on Instagram. People can tell us what your thoughts are. Talking about ancient rock stars and final tours. Ozzy Osbourne made some comments recently, basically saying that he's fucking can barely walk. However, his tour apparently is still going ahead. It hasn't been cancelled oh, yet. Jesus Christ, really? So this is, again, is Ozzy Osbourne's final tour. Now, I'm going to have to check the original date, but it was before COVID, Ozzy was originally scheduled to play in Newcastle when they announced the tour. Now, we know that that got delayed through ill health, and it was before the pandemic. I think it was from 2019. It might even be originally scheduled for 2018, from if, um, if I can remember. When was this Google. originally scheduled? Was this, this had been 2018, right? So, Back I, in I, the I'm trying to comment if, if it was originally 2018 or originally 2019. I've got a feeling it was 2018. 2018, because I'm... I'm I'm gonna check this because it was, but it was a long time. But he's come out and said he's fuck. He can barely walk. How good a performance is going to be? Yet, bear in mind this is the thing with the tickets and all. We're talking about the ticket companies. I, I mean, I, I got my tickets refunded quite a while ago, but I'm pretty sure it was by the time it, by the time it comes around. I think it was 2019 at the at the, at the latest, the earliest 2018, 2019 the original. And by the time it comes around, it'll be four years. Now, when it originally announced the tour, I had doubts. Like, he's going to be knackered and his performance is going to be... We saw him at Download in 2018. Was it 20, yeah, it was 2018. So it had been 2019. It was originally scheduled, I think. 
and he was ropey, let's say. And it was great to see him live and get to see him with a band, but, you know, he's an old man that's taken a lot of shit over the years, and he's got had a lot of health problems. What kind of performance is that going to be, man? Like, and is it even going to go ahead? But that money has been sitting in the bank for four years. I was talking about this with uh, Jamie from work, um, saying that that money is probably mountain. Yeah. In a bank somewhere. Interest. Interest and stuff, aye. <clears throat> but what do you think? Do you think it'll go ahead? Do you think uh, we'll actually see the gigs go ahead? I don't know if it will go ahead, but I don't think it should. I think they should have cancelled the tour. It should be cancelled. Yeah. Um, and refunded the money. Eva let Priest go ahead and do it themselves with a couple of support bands or just cancel the whole tour because uh, I being real, like, real about it, I don't know if it's going to go ahead, personally. But my personal opinion, I don't think it should it should be cancelled. I think they should have cancelled it when it hit the pandemic after the delivery schedule for them the first time. Me and Taron got our money back back in the 2018. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and the tickets were, what, 70 quid a pop? They were expensive. I mean, to be fair, it's one of those things, if you... I'd be interested to know how much the tickets are now, if it's still the same price, or if they've gone up with inflation or whatever, I don't know. But yeah, it was like 70 odd pound. And we got really focused. We like, this isn't going to happen. And if it does, how good is it really going to be? And I th- and I, the way I thought was, like, I'll pick up a ticket if it, if it's going ahead close at a time to see Priest again, because I love seeing Priest. Um, but I mean, even if it did go ahead, I mean, think about, right, so that's on, but then Zach's now with Pantera. You know, Priest have been doing gigs. They've had so much rescheduled. So that's a nightmare for them because we've got these gigs, but is it going ahead? Otherwise, we can make, we can book books a tour of our own or we can do whatever because it, yep. it's just it's giving people false hope I think yep. and if it does go ahead the performance oh, I'm not holding me breath like at all you'll probably have to do a couple of songs nip backstage do a line just well, to get them through the shows I mean I don't think it'd be a little bit <clears throat> go backstage mate because I don't think you can walk it was knackered when we saw them and now it's like, yeah, right. so... Look, look at that show, though, because he was clearly on Summit then, to be honest with you, if you remember that show. I don't, he, think, he's on, I don't, think, he, I don't think he's really... I don't think he was in anything. I think he was just, he's just knackered. I think he's just fucked. Like, his body's just fucking gave in. I don't think he could take anything anymore because his body's just in bits, man. Absolutely in bits, isn't it? Watch him walk around. He looks like... And he's had Parkinson's diagnosis and stuff. He's, he's like, is very frail. He's frail as fuck. And there's nowhere he's going to be touring. Just sit at home, play with his grand Ben. If you saw them pictures that he's been videos he's been posting, sit and play with his grand Ben. Let him retire. Yeah, all rockers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> speaking because you mentioned inflation. Aha. Uh-huh. Devin Townsend speaks how badly inflation has been hurting touring. Yes. Uh, and he feels it's gotten worse. Uh, so to quote him. Yeah, I don't think it's better at all, actually, because of the costs of touring now with inflation and the costs of, he says, gasoline and diesel. Oh, well, yeah, it's peril and diesel. <laughs> um, plus, over the course of the pandemic, we've lost ton of really good venues. I'd say probably 50% of the workforce in touring has now left because what's a guitar tech going to do for two years? You have to get a job, right? And so, the ones that are remaining not only are already taken or spoken for by other bands, they've also doubled their prices. Guitar techs have doubled their prices. Um, He also saw this thing on Live Nation the other day that they're taking 30% 
of merch deals from some of these venues. Bloody hell, the man. The costs of airlines have gone up. So artists, the ability to make money on tour has almost completely gone now. At least artist for his level. So yeah, it's opened up again. It's ten times expensive. It's like, what do you do? Even little things like, okay, the hotels are more expensive. The food at the hotels are more expensive. So at the end of your touring for what? You're touring ultimately so you can present your work to the people who care about your work. And that's worth it to him. Even if he's not making anything, if he takes a cut, that's worth it to him. He's all about the music, <clears> is <throat> Devin. He is. Uh, but I think for anybody to think it's now easy, you should investigate that because I'm trying to set up tours for next year and there's no way to keep them within costs. There's just no way. And uh, <clears throat> the the last paragraph. And so you, you go out there. I'm like, well, we can't have this vehicle. We can't have that. Uh, this back line. We can't have this production. We can't have these lights. And then if you show up at a place and the audience comes, they're like, the show's not good. There's no lights. There's no production. So what should you do? I think a lot of musicians, their decision is like, well, I'll just stay home and I'll create from home. I'll stream on Twitch <laughs> and make tons of money without even having to leave my house. Matt Heafy. Yeah, he's made tons. Probably more than he's ever made through tri- and, uh, Trivium. Uh, he says he's trying to go out with an acoustic now because that way he can afford it. If I just show up with an acoustic guitar and sing for people, it's better than nothing. But it's still like, man, it's a complicated time. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? Like these guys, I just want to go out and make music like Devin Townsend. He's all about the music, the, the things he went through to play Bloodstock last year. You know, but he had a back injury. He self-isolated for two weeks in a hotel. He had to get guys in a band and rehearse three times before the fucking headlined. I mean, that guy's dedicated and it's so sad when he's saying, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can afford it. Um, but it it's a wider pick. So there's been stuff about the UK Bloodstock, Anthrax has cancelled Bloodstock in a kind of reverse from the tour where they cancelled all the European dates and kept the UK dates. They've now cancelled playing Bloodstock because due to logistical issues, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure ties into all that kind of thing. Um, There was an interview with James Monteith of Tesseract and Cage Fight talking about how things have become a lot more difficult for getting things in and out of the UK um, post-Brexit. The regulations of things have become uh, more stringent and to be fair, there's a cost, big bands, it won't be. It's not a massive cost, but smaller bands, it's a significant cost. And you've got to have itineraries and things. And there's just a lot of logistical things that are, are making it hard for bands to go out and play music and, you know, earn a living, which is, you know, it is heartbreaking. Um, and you, you mentioned the merch. So that was another thing I was going to bring up. So there's some of the the venues are taking, like the venue is 30%. taking 20, 20, up to 20, 20 to 30%. Of the, the merch sales. Now, I understand if they go, right, we've got a booth for you. We've got staff that will help you sell. We'll help you take everything in and out and all that type of stuff. But they don't. They just turn up, rock up, and they they have, like, a booth. There's your table. And then the ba- you'll see it in the small venues. The bands will be selling their stuff. It'll be the ba- members of the bands. They're not hanging around to get, you know, so they can get stuff signed. What? It's because they've got no one else and it's a cost. So, the, and then the venues will just rock up and say, I want 20% of everything you've sold. It's like, what? For what? You've done nothing? Well, you know, we've given you somewhere. It's like, add on. We sold tickets. You've made money on the bar. I don't see the bands getting money off the bar. 
Do you know what I mean? It's like, fair enough, you want to take a cut, 5%, because you've done fuck all. Do you know what I mean? It's just, or do the venue cheaper, but it's like, or charge a fee to say, right, if you're going to sell merch, you've got to pay us this money. But it's an absolute fucking piss take, that, man. Absolute piss take. And these aren't, we're not just talking about big venues. You're talking about all sorts of different levels of venues are doing it. I mean, smaller venues, they need revenue, I suppose. But it's fucking, it's got to be so hard to be a touring musician at the minute, man. It really has. And what sucks is you'll start seeing the bands give up, which is fucking horrible. Giving up on basically your dreams because they're just like, I can't afford to do this anymore. Although live music. It'll die. It'll die. And then, for certain levels. <clears throat> and then, what a big country. We, we, you know I mean? Fucking hell. Mm. I know. I'll be like, without gigs, man, I don't know what I'll do. I'll, I'll probably drive my wife insane. I'll be pulled me beard because I can't pull my hair out. <laughs> <laughs> so he pulled my hair out. <laughs> yeah. No beard left. <clears throat> but yeah, it's just insane. Like the, the cost for these bands, especially smaller bands. What's, what, what's, is it just greed from the venues though? Because it cannot be for the people who sell in the merch for them because they're already getting a paycheck. Well, they, they, so they don't provide it. Greed? Like sometimes I could say they go, we're going to take a cook because we're <clears> going to provide you with like a person, security, whatever, and they'll help you sell the stuff or they'll sell it for you. But it's not. It's just they're just selling it. Want to cut your merch? I mean, this has been going on for years as well. Maybe that's a possibility. As getting rid of like the the bigger venues and bands, just go back to the old small pubs and clubs. But I think what you'll see is you'll see like, and you kind of already sort of seen it. You're not seeing as many bands like sort of coming through like the what used to be the O2 and things like that. We sell tribute bands and shit. You know, more Christmas. like more like intimate gigs, or like in Newcastle, for example, like the little buildings, Downcast Studios. <clears throat> I think it'll just make people go, "This shit ain't worth it," and you'll just see the bands not doing it. Or if they're American band, they'll go around America, but they'll not come to the UK or Europe, and vice versa. And mm, there's always a lot of bands that do that. Anyway, well, so. that's another thing. Like a lot of bands aren't coming to the UK because of the logistics. Do the, they'll do the the big, they'll do the big festivals. Yeah, but actually do like a little tour. Yeah, it's they and I think you're going to see the bands more relying on the festivals. Speaking of festivals, you seen the fucking Hellfest lineup? Jesus Christ! I'm not going to go through it because it takes about four hours, but it's got literally every single big to middle name metal and rock band on the planet on that bill. It's like four or five days now, and it's like every it's like everything. There's just every single band. Name a band. Kiss are there. Fucking Deep Purple, Tenacious I D. Think, uh, I think Kiss, Motley Crue, Slipknot. Motley Crue. They do like themed Slipknot there. I made say everyone's. It's basically everyone. And the tickets have already sold out because they sell out like like that in a, in a, in you know like a few minutes of going on sale for obvious reasons. Looking at it though, I do find it amusing. They've got uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Slipknot on separate days. You think that's, do you think that's still on purpose? <laughs> on purpose. <clears throat> People like lots of different types of music. It's not my type of thing, but here who. So yeah, we do for anyone trying to up and come music. I, I hope that things improve. To be fair, and I suppose it's one of those things. If the venues aren't getting bands in, we're gonna have to say, look, you're charging too much for our merch. So drop up things, and we'll start coming to your venues. Um, but yeah, so it sucks. It just seems like it'd be a horrible time to be a live touring band, particularly like a small to medium sized band. So we, we hope things improve. Um. So we did mention Anthrax have cancelled Bloodstock, but they did replace it with Trypticon, who's doing it a Celtic Frost set. So I am very interested in this. I am, to be honest. I love Anthrax, but I've seen them already this year, and I've seen them well, seven or eight times. Yeah, so yeah, I, I have not with... seen Trypticon play a Celtic Frost set. Oh, I, so. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen Trypticon, and I've never seen Celtic Frost. So, and at the minute, I'm all about trying to see bands I've never seen before. Yeah. So 
buzzing for that. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, at least we've got something different, which that was hard like to see. So the other thing I wanted to talk about um, is James Hetfield came out and talked about the inspiration between 72 seasons. Um, so he's actually come forward and said what it's about, and it definitely links into what this podcast is about. So they're releasing the the new album. We talked about it on the last episode. It's called 72 Seasons. And a quote, James, 72 Seasons came out of a book I was reading about childhood and sorting out childhood as an adult. And 72 Seasons is basically the first 18 years of your life. So that's why it's called 72 Seasons. How do you evolve, grow and mature in those first 72 series? Some things are more difficult than others. Some things you can't unsee and they're with you for the rest of your life. And other things you're able to rewind the tape and make a new tape in your life. So that's a really interesting part of me. How you can address those situations as an old and mature. There's been a lot of darkness in my life and in our career. And things have happened with us. But always having a sense of hope. Always having the light that is in that darkness. And without darkness, there is no light. And be able to focus a little more on the light in life instead of all of the how it used to be and how horrible it is. There's a lot of good things going on in life, focusing on that instead, and it helps to balance out my life. So I think in terms of what our podcast is about, that's pretty a pretty strong message. Um, heavy. Heavy stuff, yeah. When he's talking about the darkness in his life, uh, James grew up like that. I did no father about, so he's had issues around that. As like most people that grew up with a father in their life or one parent in their life, so he grew up like me. I've always had that kind of bit of thing with his music. I think with some of his lyrics, um, because I grew up in a similar situation to him. Uh, he was in a film I watched years ago about absentee fatherism, um, which kind of hit me more than I expected it to, um. And people forget darkness and talking about darkness in the career. Fucking, they lost the basis, man. Cliff fucking died in a bus accident that they were on. That's a traumatic event. And I think when, because obviously a lot's been made out of the, the drinking and things, uh, and we know that he's been in and out of rehab. There's not seen it before, some kind of monster where there's things being worked out and issues being worked out. And this whole thing with still with Dave Mustaine and things. So there's a lot of a bad thing but you know what he's saying there talking about trying to focus on the light um, and knowing that there is no dark you know no light without darkness so I thought there was pretty inspirational words no surprise from you know Headfield one of the best metal lyricists for me um, of all time so yeah great that the new album's coming out but it's also great to see someone is you know like James Headfield be and he's always been very honest and open about his struggles so it was just I thought it was a, a, a good kind of um, message to put out that you know even the guys that are in the biggest bands do suffer for these. So if you are struggling with things, remember that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And speaking on the uh, little side bit on that, um, you mentioned the struggles during Saint Anger. Um, did you know the bass player, the current bass player Robert Trujillo? I'm not sure I'm pronouncing your surname correctly. Him and James Nanny came to like a full blown fight, like nearly fifty cuffs for each other. During a gig, they were both yeah. uh, they were both tuning up, <clears throat> having a little test around. <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> it was during um, uh, what's the name of the song? Uh, the memory remains. Oh yeah, and just Rob wasn't feeling it. He just couldn't get the bass tone right. Blah blah. Yeah. blah. And James wasn't a good fellow. Rob wasn't a good fellow. And James just turned around and says, "You've played this song a thousand fucking times. What you're doing?" And the, 
Rob just snapped. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be fucking <laughs> with Rob Shio, like he's a and, big lad. Uh, this was during like Rob hadn't even been with the band very long. It was during the Saint Anger days. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that could have been a completely different. You know that that fight actually took out, and then then Rob's out the band. Could have had different bass player altogether. Metallica could have been completely done. He came in at such a weird time for the band as well. I mean, fair play to Rob to stick around because well, he must have looked what was going on and went, fuck, what have I got myself into? It was been today when I, um, during my dinner break at work and basically he says he's obviously been with suicidal tendencies. Yeah. He's been with Ozzy and he, he's seen some shit. Oh, so he oh. now, he knows that he, he kind of reeled it back a bit yeah, yeah. and him and James, they both felt shit about it. The the kind of the kind of apologised to each other and they just buried it and got on with it, which I'm glad they did because he's a fantastic bassist and he's just like the most probably the most entertaining part of Metallica now personally for me. Well, yeah, he's he's got that stage present as presence as that any. energy as well, especially yeah. when you just start like spinning around with his yeah. bass. <laughs> So much energy, man. <coughs> it's uh, but again, if you watch that era, you know you can see that there's a lot of stuff, and that I think they've probably had to work out because they've been through a lot of traumatic stuff. And I think sometimes you forget stuff like that, like you see Metallica and all oh, the alcoholics, rock stars. It's like, well, no, but they've been through some shit as well, so to bear that in mind. And you know stuff like you know the Saint Anger sort of days and the the quality of that album. It's like you can't hit a home run every time, especially if you're working through shit. So I'm, um, you know, and again, nowadays, as soon as they release anything new, we talked about last episode, they're getting so much fucking shit. Not that I sit and read in the comments, to be fair, like Joe Bonamassa is. Um, but no, but it's just I'm, it's just nice to see that bands of that caliber will come out and talk about, you know, that, that kind of subject, which is, you know, what we're trying to promote, people talking about it. So big up to James Headfield. Papa Head. <laughs> exactly. So no more news from you. Uh, no, no more news for me. Shall we move on to the Don't Be a Dick segment? Yeah, who have you got? It's not actually one person this it's week. not one person. Not one person. two persons. It's at least two persons. It might be the same person, I don't know. Uh, talking to Axel Rose, um, there was a gig recently, outdoor gig, with Guns N' Roses playing. Axel Rose, if you don't know, is the lead singer of Guns N' Roses. If you've been living on the rock for the last... 35 years but and it seems like this may be something that's happening more often but drones so back in the old days before there was mobile phones with cameras ladies and gentlemen um you didn't really get video bootlegs of gigs you used to get a lot of audio bootlegs if you were lucky you got one where it was recorded from the soundboard because somebody knew the sound guy now the next evolution of bootlegging is fucking drones so there's been two incidents in the last sort of few weeks um which is guns and roses i were playing and there was a drone and you know if the drone was miles away you know that would be fine but this was getting quite close and they've seen not just one gig they've had quite a few drones and that and they're basically saying like it's shit you know it's distracting particularly how close they get um there was not only axel rose mike Patton was playing with mr bungle live and the, the drone was very close i mean to the point where mike Patton was trying to whack it with his microphone stand um it's just a dick move do we know if these uh, punters are actually at the gig itself, or or they're away? Because some of these some of these drone drones have got like they've got a range on a good couple of mile range on them, so yeah. So it didn't necessarily mean they were in there. I mean, 
probably not because you probably get noticed although you can control it with a mobile phone I suppose um, it's a yeah. security risk as well because God knows what's on them drones that's that's what I was going to mention that's <laughs> a scary thing you don't know do you like well, it could be attached to them drones so I wonder if we're going to start saying oh, wait, how do you clamp that down that in the security be alright in the States you just shoot it but like over here that, if you're doing that with Axel Rose as well how many times you'll fuck it I'm done see you later I think he's a bit more chill yeah. now but you never know but it's and you got every, for me, you got every right. If there's a drone buzzing around you, and it, again, security risk, you don't know what's attached to that drone. So, from don't be a dick, from the bottom of the bottom to the tippy top, this isn't really a recent story, but just because of what we've talked about in recently, especially with Ticket Bastard, the anti. <laughs> So Metal Spirit and I being a dick award, we need to come if you've got a better suggestion, guys, to what to call this, please let me know because it's still a shite name. But the Metal Health Spirit Award is we're calling it at the minute, but I'm sure we'll change it. Um Kid Rock, believe it or not, everyone's favourite uh Kid Rock. Beard Bo's currently shaking his head going, What the fuck are you on about me? What, what Kid Rock? Kid Rock, how I, can he be? How can what, he be Metal Health Spirit do you know what Award? Download away it when he announced that Kid Rock would be no longer playing and it was the biggest fucking cheer of the entire <laughs> weekend. Do you know what and comes then, to my, my uh, mind? Come on. Ah, me American <laughs> badass. <laughs> uh, yes, I remember he's not the most well-liked person in the world. However... I can't believe Metallica ripped off Kid Rock. I know, terrible, isn't it? It's, we're talking, we've talked about Ticket, Mar- Ticket Bastard, get the name right, Ticket Web, you know, all the other uh, Live Nation and all that. Um, and Kid Rock came forward and, and said, you know, this is a while ago he talked about this, but because of what we've been talking about recently and what's happening in the current climate. Just before I go on, some people did say when I talked about last last episode like about Metallica saying, well, you said about Metallica, like they were charging loads for tickets. If you actually listen to the podcast properly, I said about Metallica, like there was expensive experiences in the boxes and things, which are always the most expensive bits. What I'm not happy about is the cost of normal tickets going up. And when Metallica's tickets get released, and believe me, when the front row is fucking gone for daft money, I'll be holding them to account like I hold every other band to account as well, because they should be doing something about yeah, it. But so that'll be when the it happens. general admission tickets. Yeah, so I've been seeing what you said, you know, rich people like it. I'm like, yes, so they can go to the boxes and have the experience. But I'm talking about it shouldn't be the rich people that just get to enjoy the gig. It should be available for everyone. So just to point that out. Um, so Kid Rock on his last tour, or the thing we believe in the last tour, he basically did a negotiation. So it is partly the bands. That, see, it's not the bands that set the price. Yeah, it is. It's, it's partly the bands set the price. The problem I have with the, the Ticketmaster thing is the dynamic pricing bollocks because um, they're trying to fight the touts, but it won't work. The touts will just charge even more because if it sells out, it sells out. So Kid Rock, basically on his last tour, negotiated with the company. I don't know if it was Live Nation or who it was. Negotiated to say it was $20 a ticket, flat fee. Didn't matter where you were in the arena, it was $20. Um, And he was playing arenas. Like America has a lot more arenas. Like our arenas are tiny compared to theirs, but they have smaller arenas about sort of Newcastle utility arena size and things like that. So it was $20 a ticket and $4 beers it chose. So not only did they negotiate the price of the tickets, but they actually managed to negotiate the price of the beers as well, which is pretty amazing because that would be through the venues. Looking in, in our prices, that is actually yeah. fantastic. I mean, $20. I mean, it is Kid what, Rock. <laughs> what's, what's that? £16? Yeah. And, and he f- said, and, like, for, I, I, and for a pint, that's going to equate to about 2 
Hvorfor? Det er ikke for, for to dollars for pint, så hvorfor ikke bare The exchange rate, mate, it's probably about three pound eighty-five. It's four dollars at the minute. It's always changing. <laughs> the exchange rate, so yeah, but um, I. It, but still, at the point, yeah. that, that's good prices. Do you know it's I mean? great prices and doing a flat fee, and he did this by taking a taking a hit on his end of the the money. So it's doable. He doesn't have to do that, does he? So, no, he didn't have to do that. And again, he's doing it for his fans. You know, whatever you think about him, he's got a lot of fans, especially in the States. Goes back to exactly what we were talking about with Devin Townsend, that mm-hmm. he's basically worked and he wants to then, you know, kind of show off that work and then the fans, so they can appreciate the work that he's done. So he might take a small loss, but is it going to be much? Um, I don't know. Um, he actually did it through Life Nation as well. So he did it through Live Nation, who own Ticketmaster, so who have done. done. So it can Nation be done. And Ticketmaster. Yep. If the Sorry, bands are willing apologies. to go, we won't get paid as much. Yep. Totally agree. Totally Believe agree. now, we are moving on to the pop culture section of the show. Well, we haven't discussed what you've been listening to. Whoa, 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 whoa! Where am I going? What am I doing? Yes, what have I been listening to? We've been listening to who? Um. I'll be honest, I've not listened to a lot of new stuff. Uh, it's I've had an absolute mad few weeks. What have you been listening to? Uh, what, what can you recommend to me? What should I listen to, Stephen? Well, what are we doing bit, like I that? I know you're a bit of a Flash fan. It's just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little Much bit like more. Much like myself. Who are? Uh, so there was a band called Wraith. 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 With uh, their LP, Undo, Undo the Change. And it's fucking fantastic, mate. Well, it's real. I'm going to get my Spotify <laughs> open now. I'm going to go Wraith. Absolutely. W-R-A-I-T-H. I should fucking just feel like, why are you just saying letters on a podcast? <laughs> oh my God, the first single that comes up is called Faster Than The Fucking Devil. I'm already in love with these guys and I've not even heard them yet. Honestly, mate, I can't get enough of it at the minute. Absolutely amazing. My new favourite band. Absolutely amazing. So uh, that's Wraith. And what's the name of the... No, it's actually an, an older... Uh, like, I haven't got anything. What I've been the album that I've been listening to was "Undo the Change," which was from last, from last year. year. Yeah, and uh, the the song "Cloaked in Black." Right, what I'll go for that. A riff. Ooh. What a riff! Ooh. Listen to it in the car. I've got a bit of semi on. <laughs> Listen to it in the car. On riff the anticipation. <laughs> um, Gatemaster, um, Dominator, Devil's Horns, Extinction. Do you know what I mean? Honestly, mate, just. Go through the back catalogue because these guys are fucking brilliant. I'm gonna go. That's what I'm definitely gonna give them a like shot. I, say, I knew you were a Thrash fan, and oh, that's what just I've a been, little bit. I know I've been just a little that. bit, just a little bit. Also, listening to the new Lionheart uh, record. Uh, Welcome to the West Coast Three. Is that um? <clears throat> no, I'm thinking of a different band. I'm thinking of British Lion. You're thinking of British Lion. No, British Lionheart. Lion. Um, obviously part um, of the West Coast hardcore scene. Um. And this is featuring with uh, Jasta from Hatebreed, Adam from Malevolence, and Ice T from Body Count. Fuck me, <laughs> that is uh, yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm going to add that as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the entire album is absolutely cracking, mate. Give it a. I've got a raging fucking riff boner right now. <laughs> and just to top it off for me, as I found out on Friday when it came to the new releases. Fucking Silent Civilian are back. And if you don't know who Silent Civilian is, it's kind of what became of Spineshank. 
Oh, Rafe, Fucking Rafe. Johnny Santos. Oh, I remember you were a big Spain oh, shank fan. Oh, dude. You were a big Spain shanker. I was. Still am. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, with the um, new track, Addiction, my addiction, mate. I'll give that again, a shot as well. Another one. And it, oh, I absolutely fucking love Steins. But when I, I wasn't even expecting it. Didn't even, I thought they were done because I hadn't released anything in so long. I think it was 2016 Ghost Stories. Oh, wow. Ghost Stories that came out. So that's six, six I know, years. I know 2018 they were trying to crowdfund their record and that was the last I heard. Yeah. There was nothing more. And now, uh, just that out of the blue, to see that pop up on your new releases on Friday. Give you a little, little was, Christmas present. It was. That and Chimera, man, it's you, you're winning this week, aren't I am, you? Honestly, mate. And any given day, have uh, released a cover of Rihanna's Diamonds, which is a metalcore. Get in. It's been <laughs> it has been out since two thousand and seventeen, but the it was only a music video. They didn't like have it. Oh, I didn't have it on. So it's you can check it out on Spotify now. Been now. on Spotify, right. and it's a, again fantastic cover. Do cool. it, do it justice, and Rihanna will be happy because every time it gets played, she'll be walk, laughing to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get them all added to the War Inside My Head official playlist, mate, and I'll give give them a listen. Yes. Of course, they my fucking legend, man. Legend. Probably it's the, the legend. Well, he's, he's ascended now, isn't he? He's a god. He's a fucking... He always was, man. He's just, uh, he's, he's just gone to the... He thought he's up there fighting dragons. He's just, fucking... he's, he's just sitting on his throne. <laughs> when you come down from your throne, <laughs> need a take on power. Anyway... So, yes, unfortunately, not a lot of new stuff, but I'm hoping to catch up. That doesn't seem to be a lot of new releases, though, to be fair, in the last couple of weeks. I think we're getting towards our time. It's a bit late for Christmas. The peak gifting period kind of is coming to an end, so that's when the bands and stuff don't release as much at this time. Um, they're all out playing gigs, release their albums in, like, sort of September time, do the gigs through October, November, when it's cold and people don't want to be outside anymore. And then so the cycle continues. Yeah. But no, I'll, I'll, I'll try and catch up with any new stuff. I'm trying to think of anything, any older stuff I've heard, like new, but I don't think there is. Not that it comes to comes to mind. Well, give that stuff, then I'll recommend it to you. Listen to it on the way home. Oh, well, I'm definitely going to. You've got, you've definitely got about a 35 minute drive home, sort of something. So I'm going to listen to it about <clears> 10 times. <laughs> Especially cloaked and back. Not that, honestly, that riff. That riff. I can tell. I always Just know when you're getting a little obsessed with a, with a new band or a new song. <laughs> I'm fucking like wow! I just don't want to listen to it, man. I do. I think I played it about four times or something at work just this weekend. <laughs> riff bonus, man. Mm. You get them from time to time. If you don't know what riff boner is, just when you hear a fuck riff, you're like, oh! Who doesn't love a good riff boner? Eh? Sounds like a superhero. The name's Riff Boner. <laughs> or a di- private detective. The name is Riff. Riff Boner. Private detective. Fucking, I'll tell your face. It's funny, mate. Jesus Christ. I'm trying to get me... It's great A material here, mate. I'm trying to sort me audacity out, but anyway. Is it working? It's working up there now. The we... audacity <laughs> of it. The aud- How dare it? Peeking behind the curtains there, you guys. Know, wouldn't, have this, wouldn't have this problem with someone, you know, remember to delete that porn out of my site with Ben. Right, it wasn't <laughs> porn. All right. Well, yeah, it was porn, <laughs> but that's not why the computer crashed. Anyway, Gu- we're back. Guitar porn. Ready? It was <clears throat> probably, sadly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> porn including guitars. Let's not go any further with that train of thought. Right, can we move on to uh, pop culture? <laughs> yeah, we'll move on. Let's move on to pop culture corner. Yes. Pop culture I've corner, been, Stephen. I've what have you internet, got so there's not to much pop I've been able to my do, so culture? I've been... This- 
episode. Reading a lot of uh, old comic books. Reading old porn. Oh yeah. Don't I think don't, of that. I should read it for the story. Porn. <laughs> <laughs> old porn mags. Wow, porn <laughs> magazines. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> At your rate, though, go. one magazine could last you like six months. <laughs> Two pages at a time. <laughs> oh, fuck, there's a plot this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm missing a pot, crucial no, part of the plot here. Yeah. Uh, the pages are stuck together. Some, uh, the boys. <laughs> <laughs> the boys. <laughs> Omnibus. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, the boys are so good. You do? Yes. I just noticed you, you boys. Have, I need to make did. a note of that because uh, you, you I usually buy them, memories, don't I? Memories? And I've just realised that it's Christmas. I could have bought you another one, but never mind. Doesn't matter how do you know? Awesome Maybe there's a second present coming. Goes to Amazon.com. We have. <laughs> oh yes, we've already done our gift giving. We for those for those for the benefit of those listening at home, we do our little Christmas. So the the four of us. Amy, uh, my partner, Stephen, and his partner. We go for a Christmas lunch together, and then we do our we do like a little Christmas dinner, and then we do our gift giving as well. So I got an awesome Volume Four vinyl box set that you could Damn, kill a horse strikes. with, probably by the weight of it, uh, which no, I right, very appreciate. If Amy hasn't got hers yet, because it's still in the post. Um, and then yes, you got your jumper and your little Red Wings hat as well, because you're. A, the Devil I've Horns as well. Yes. Started that one, so I've just uh, finished volume one. So yes, yeah, so the boys. What what uh, volume up do you want the boys? Yes, Whereabouts in the story up there? Fantastic. And it's a lot. I don't have anyone watch the TV show. Oh, yeah. But what holy think shit, the comic books is way darker. Holy shit. <clears throat> so I read them on a recommendation from a somebody I used to work with, uh, and. I went out and I was like, how can you even do this on TV when they announce a TV show? Because I've, I've read it through three times now and it's just, if you've never read the boys comic, and especially if you enjoy the show, please track it down. It's unbelievable, man. It does deviate quite a bit from the show so you won't get many spoilers, but it's fantastic. It's just, it gets better and better. I can't wait to like, you get further in. I think you should give us a report every time you start reading the, more of them. But yeah, so, uh, I, I'm, so I'm, I'm a massive fan of that comic run. So I'm excited for you to read it for the first time. Fantastic. As much as. And, and, and in the first oh, they did really good well, with the casting, I think. Spoilers, by the way, but you had, yeah, obviously, I thought Simon Pegg in the first couple of episodes of uh, season one, which was uh, if you've read, if anyone's read the comic books, you'll know that the uh, Huey yes. is actually. Looks very familiar to Simon Pegg. <clears throat> yes, he basically looks like a bald Simon Pegg with a yes. Scottish accent is basically what it is in uh, um, in the boys. So I think it might be a little little nod to the original source comic. And if you've ever watched the boys shorts, one of the short the animated shorts, oh, I can't remember the name no, of the show, but they did like the series on? animated shorts. There's actually one on of Amazon those well? um, episodes is done in the original style of the comic as well, so it's we the same start art style. Comic book Are you sure they check them out? They're really good. Um, uh, yes, on Prime, yeah. We can do that. Maybe we should. Oh, you know, not a bad idea. Can maybe we, we look and do maybe report. run that and either we've read <laughs> and we do a little book report. We could do that. Maybe, maybe as a bonus or something like that. Well, it's a little book report. 
I read this book and I really, really liked it. The bit where he chopped his head off was mint. Anyway. <laughs> so I've been read I've read um more of Batman Metal. Obviously Super First Podcast, so I, I kinda of read the first two yes. volumes. Uh, but that kind of takes on what I want to talk about. I'm sure you've seen what's been going on at DC Films recently. <laughs> you can probably guess where Something this is going to go by that what, reaction. What, what, what is so then? DC what universe? is happening with the DC film universe? Yet, no. Well, yeah. What? What? I have mean, you I've, seen I've Black Adam yet? What, what kind of no. The... I've heard. I mean, I've heard. <laughs> it may have made money. It may not have made money. Cameo, which in case anyone hasn't seen, I don't really want to mention. I mean, they talked about it years yeah, ago, that didn't they? Rock worked very hard to get, which is completely. Fuck now. Yes. But. Which you can probably guess by the news that's been going on. So basically, for those that don't know, at DC Films or DC Universe, whatever they're calling it now, co-CEO now is James Gunn along with, I can't remember the other person's name, but I'll quickly find it in a minute. So they've basically taken over, and obviously there's a lot Which, of things in turmoil. Um, they've had films that have been made. I think pretty much the Flash has been in the can for a while, but there's been a lot of stuff around that. Yeah, if for those that aren't familiar with the story, Ezra Miller, they have, in the last 18 months, kind of the behaviours they have been caught in the media have not been very professional and well more than that um you, you can kind of read the, the stories online but there's been a lot of stuff sort of involving them and it's not been positive at all so i think it's been a case of they've been sitting on that film until maybe the heat blows over which it does it's you know to today's uh news is the papers tomorrow's chip paper as we say in the uk i think they're sitting on that in the hope that it will blow over but now that James Gunn things come in because we've seen Henry Cavill was going to come back as Superman now it's been said he's not coming back as Superman there's Aquaman 2 which is kind of I think they've said it's going to be the last old universe or the last film before mm-hmm. they pick it up with the, the new regime so what, what do you think about the current state I think Wonder Woman 3 is being cancelled um, there was the Batgirl film, which was literally made, and then they just, just they, they wrote her as a as a tax thing. So Henry that's Cavill not being released now. So what do you what are you Wrong. feeling about what's going on at DC? Because I know you're a big my, DC fan. My choice. You? When you see him in the Man of Steel movies, like holy shit, they've got him. You know what I mean? He, he was for me fantastic. Probably the best thing since Chris Reeves. Probably the best thing since Kate I would say for what I understand it because what they want to do with the Superman movie is do a younger version and things so I think they're going to go back and do like it's going to be sort of I don't know if it's going to be before he moves almost like the Smallville sort of era if they're going to do a film not film version of that show okay, but something set when he's younger so if they want to go younger that kind of makes sense that they're going to have to cast someone who is younger. I don't know. It's one of those. It's an interesting question because I, I don't really kind of. I I would like to see. Cause, I mean, Henry Cavill wasn't that famous when he was hired. So to be honest, I don't know. I think it'll, they might go with someone less unknown because it, it's about the with Superman. It's about the character, not the actor. 
Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like James Bond. Like Sean Connery was, you know, a movie actor, but he was James Bond. That's what made his career. Same with Roger Moore. Again, was an actor before that. And it's about the character and how they portray kind of that character. So I, I don't know well, like who they might go for. They want to go in. for a younger version, so that opens it out. So not someone completely unknown. Well, it, I, well, I don't know. It, it doesn't. I don't know if it has to be really, because again, it's a bit like it's the character, it's Superman. So Superman, it'll bring, it'll bring people in, won't it? That's the thing. It's a bit like look at like Spider Man and the Spider Verse. That did massively well at the box office, and it was you know like Miles Morales was obviously animated as well, but it didn't really matter who was playing it because it was still massive. So and it was kind of came out of nowhere. Because I think the character of Spider-Man sold that film. It's like Spider-Man, of course, I'm going to go see it. So I think, Eddie, what do you think about the new, Spi- the new Spider-Man films? How much money they make? And, you know, Tom, um, oh, what's his name? Tom, Spider-Man guy. Anyway. <laughs> Tom Holland, that's it. Tom Holland, he wasn't really known at all before that. And it's, people come for the character. I'll be honest, if I was uh, if I was James Gunn and that, I would just be coming and going. We're going to bring in Nick Cage. Fucking, we're going to fit New 52 this shit. <laughs> we're cancelling all current fucking films. You know, about just, <laughs> bringing Nick Cage and turn of electricity or whatever. But I would just DC 50, I would just do fucking New 52 and just go fucking everything now. We're just going to start from zero. Just start the from zero. Don't, don't have to try and bring in anything that already is uh, there. You've got all the Snyder Face fans, which is ridiculous because those films aren't that good. Wait, this is what I'm Well, uh, that, just keep that separate. That can be this its own the thing. thing. There's no the reason why you can't release two different Batman movies in two different tones. What Patterson's coming on? There's one. So, what happens with Suicide Squad? Since James Gunn directed that, does that mean. No, I would have. I would have thought there was a. Um, well, I think he said he's not directing. Well, is he? Is, is there reason another Suicide Squad coming? I don't know. I've not seen it on the slate. What with? Um, well, they've got Joker oh, too. I know that's being made. Well, that wasn't really tied. But again, into that the could be with Joaquin Phoenix. But again, that could be separate from you yeah. know if they want to do like a tied-in universe. When he was Batman, the Batman, that wasn't really tied in. I could see them two universes crossing over, to be honest, because they had similar tones. But I don't think you need to. I don't see why you have to do that. I think you can can have these standalone films and have like someone come in and go, I've got a vision for this character. You actually see him as a kind of detective for Batman. A little bit. Well, yeah, that like a more which they did a bit of that in the Batman there was a bit more of that, wasn't there, than you'd seen in previous, but not, but still not. It was kind of like, yeah, but like, there yeah, was there was a bit more of the kind of so. figuring things out and sort of you know not always being Batman. Yeah, so I don't know. I just don't know what they're going to do. It just seems to be all over, and I think what they're trying to really do is like. James are trying to go like we're just gonna whatever we've got on this what whatever is in production or made we'll keep but I think once that I think they might just go we're just gonna start again which I think is probably the best thing it tried and it failed compared to like you know I know it's got its fans but in terms of box office and what they were expecting they didn't get anywhere near where it was and what it could be as well you know they and I expect they're now they're, they're way behind what Marvel's doing 
in terms of connecting the universe. And people are starting to get sick of the Marvel films. So is it, is it a good time to reboot new exciting stuff, start releasing films and pick up that sort of, yeah, I'm sick of this Marvel stuff. Yeah. It's very similar. We'll see. Let's go see what DC is doing. We'll Maybe do a darker an tone overall or what have you. <clears throat> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens, yeah. But I know that they're incorporating we'll everything, see. aren't they? Like the films are going to be, inco- like there's going to be TV gonna, shows and games not gonna, and it's all going to be tied into what hold me. Coming. Not going to hold me, bro. I'm not bad. Yeah, it could be whatever. I'm still just waiting for the new Ghostbusters movie, me as normal. So, <laughs> nah, we'll see what happens there. It's not much to ask. Really. As long as they're good, I don't give a fuck what they do. Just like, just make them good. That's what I want. I want good movies. I was just about to say uh, new Crisis. It's well, not much ask. It's not much. Re-released ask, no. Crisis Core. So I guess you haven't been uh, playing Final any Fantasy games or anything, which is like a prequel. Six. Fucking hell, I yeah, wish I it was six days, that, yeah. Do you have to wait like six days for it to download or something? I think, it's, I, th- I think I started downloading them for I don't think it's still going there. <laughs> Is that trickle charge comes from the Neavads? Bless him. Um, and I know I was kind of... Yeah, I don't know it, to be honest. I'll be at a loss. I'll have to break out my old Blu-ray uh, collection and blow the dust off yeah, and that. I did drop off. The day did drop off. The new Pokemon game came out. So... Uh, uh, I w- see, see, I knew it was coming. <laughs> I always hit everything. Nerd. I'm a nerd for you. We're all nerds for something. You just have to be a nerd for everything. Anyway, uh, so luckily that game doesn't, nerd. doesn't require that lot. Ooh. <laughs> Put it back in your pants, man. Doesn't require that lot. I don't want to see a Pikachu. To be fair, it looks more like a Charizard. Why is it yet orange? Yeah. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what are we doing next time? Arse to face. Cancelled. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> this is why we do it remotely normally. I'm done. Hashtag cancelled. I have. I have. <laughs> Not sorry, man. Fapping yeah, away. Omnifans.com. You do exactly anyway, the so same yes, as what you've done you in the last game. Is it Pokemon? That, and one before that. Basically, the, the ones that has been going since the old school Game Boy. And they've won before this that. One is, before that. It's uh, not wrong with sticking with formula. Uh, open world. And they've added uh, multiplayer. So another person can join your game and you can actually explore the game yeah. together. So they have added it's been a lot. It's a very good uh, action game. Turn based. Aye. All right, cool. But I haven't been able to try the yeah, online experience. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but At least you've had something to the, pass the time. The majority of the internet, game, which is important. It's, it's, I can, you can play it offline. Oh, I yeah, never, yeah. Well, you know, it's trying to look on the bright side, mate. Right, that's all right. I've been uh, looking, there's been some few sales with the Black Friday yeah. sales, so I picked up a few things for the Steam Deck. I've got um, been playing Lego Star Wars, the new one. So I've always enjoyed them because they're an easy, just easy game to play. Um, been trying to play a bit more Cyberpunk, but it's just one of those games. I was having this conversation last night with some family members actually about just the size of games, man. Like I like a linear game. It's one thing as I get older. It's like I'm just gonna, I just prefer a linear game where it's like A to B, 
I like a lot of the indie platformers and stuff because I love. I really enjoy Cyberpunk. It looks amazing. I've had no problems running it. It's on my Xbox Series X, and I've had no issues. One or two minor little glitches, but nothing I wouldn't expect to see out of any other normal game. And it's just update, but it's just so much. There's so many side missions. You just don't know what to do and wait how to level up. And I know you just got to grind. So I don't want to grind. I want to enjoy myself when I play this game. And it feels like a grind. So I'm like, I'm picking stuff up, playing it, and going, ugh. It's like Forza Horizon. Like, I played that, Forza Horizon, for so long. I got like 30%. I'm like, I've sank hundreds of hours into this game. Just the story. I'm only 30%. So I'm thinking, I know, man. Well, what I did is I've got a PlayStation. Well, I bought a, a PS2 with a HDMI adapter because I thought it'd be quite expensive. But you get them like D cheap, and it works really well. So you can plug a, your PS2 into a modern system. So I dug out my old PS2. I bought this nice. adapter, and it looks great Jesus to be fair. Like, I mean, it's, it's not obviously like you know 1080p, but I was just playing Stuntman. Remember the game Stuntman on PS2? Yeah, but uh, that's just it's kind of difficult. But it's just literally here's a level, play it, get good at it, complete it go to the next level there's no side missions there's nothing like that and i just i thoroughly enjoyed it i've spent quite a few hours playing it and it's frustrating and you know it's tight like sort of a, a steep learning curve so i was trying to think of um but i thoroughly enjoyed it and there was no like there's 50 million side missions to do you can pay if you want to fucking lock everything i remember doing that with the first time i saw that was on a need for speed game it was like here's the game oh yeah great do you want to pay three pound 60 so you can unlock everything in the game so so i'm going to pay to unlock, play the basically pay to play the game. That means yeah. I'm not even play. Pay three pound sixty and turn it off because nice. everything is unlocked. But yeah, I've just uh, uh, nice. I miss the old days. So I've brought my game cubes out there. So maybe next time you're over, we'll have a game on the GameCube and the PlayStation yeah, Two. Play some old school WWF SmackDown. Just bring it or whatever it was the the one on the PS Two. Um, Nintendo classes, yeah. GameCube, Rogue Leader, uh, Rogue Ooh, Squadron man. 2, Rogue Leader. What a nice. game that was, man. Internal Darkness, which released a... That was weird. Which you can play Goldeneye on the Nintendo Switch, haven't you? Goldeneye N64, I've still, still got my N64. I haven't got it set up, but I've still got that. Uh, well, you can, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you? Uh, but yeah, so I'm just an old... I'm just... No, you can't. <laughs> uh, I can't. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's uh, it's just it's just one thing. But hey, go man. Maybe you should get yourselves a couple of retro consoles. You don't need the online then. I can show you how to get it. So don't have to buy any game. Um, cut a bit out. Uh, so yeah, I'm just I'm just an old man really. I just get a look at the amount of games I've got. Xbox Game Pass and looking going, Wow, all these games for free. Didn't play any of them, so I didn't know where to start. I'm not gonna argue. Yeah. So is your fucking clothing style. Mm. Was born the wrong time period. <laughs> just black on black. 80s, 80s chic. So yeah, I'm just I'm just an old man. And not all the bands are, I did get some content. Nah, I'm, I'm born the right time period because we've got to see all the bands. Sometime you know bands. what I mean? We were in the period <laughs> we've got to see the new stuff and the old stuff. Really? Well, you'll probably get the same sometime coming up. And there's no time back. <laughs> now you can deal with it, right? You're young. Be happy. So then to finish, mm-hmm. I think it's just uh, said, the, the featured band of the week. So what, what song is going to play us out this week? Kind of contaminated. We get Asian. We get Asian. We get Asian. 
contaminatedly. That's correct too. Acceptance. It's acceptance. <laughs> the bed contaminated from ash. Contaminated. That's quite hard to say that to be fairly. Acceptance. So contaminated. A That's a good name. I like that. Cool uh, name, that. Contaminated. What was the name of the track again? My brain. Accepted. Uh, Accepted. They had to sneak into Wilkinson's car park in Asian to record. <laughs> well, they were. <laughs> thought they were going to get pulled, but they were basically having a movie. Don't know if you sneak into Wilkinson's car park. Just to record a music video <laughs> at Wilkinson's car park. Well, I don't know if it was recorded. It, in December, that is dedication, boys and girls. You wouldn't catch me doing that at three o'clock in the morning, especially at the minute. Watch a video. You, you think, yeah, what is this? For the effect. <clears throat> Done. Well, yes, it's a national. What did what were they going for? A post-apocalyptic feel for the video, dystopian future, Mad Max style. I would just kind of work those car park and action. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. My name is Max. It's just and I'm from Asian. So contaminated with the track acceptance, they're gonna play us out this week. You've already got now on forty three minutes. Just a little song, just a little one. That's good. It makes it easier for me to edit. And so the end is near. I know, but don't give them away because it's not gonna be that long once I edit out all the shit. It'll be about twenty minutes. I keep saying we need to make it shorter. It's just because we've got fucking belt up banter. So, guys, that's it for this week. I mean, it's been, so it's, uh, it's been good now. I think it's been good. The old face to face, get a stare at each other in the face. Do you know what I mean? Like, see our reactions. Watch, watch the. I uh, know. Nah, well, that's the great thing about doing a face to face. I can do it with me cock out, and there's someone else there to pay attention to it. We'll do it cock to cock next this is time. Why we don't do this while we're drinking. And this is why drinking. we'll this never week. become as big as Joe Rogan because he doesn't talk about doing podcasts naked. I bet we really boring. Well, that's because we'd be real. We're going to say actually wouldn't. We would definitely get taken down off Anchor and Spotify though if that happened, and Google Podcasts, and yeah. <laughs> for OmiFans.com. So the end is near, and so we face the final curtain. Well, not fine, Kurt. It's just the end of the show. So our next episode, we will be doing our end-of-year wrap-up. We'll talk about our favourite albums, songs, bands, whatever we'll fancy next week. As always, we'll talk about what the fuck we want, right? Because our podcast, right? And we'll do what we want. So please, as always, like, share, subscribe, review. Thank you, everyone, that's left us reviews on uh, Spotify. It's been very helpful. Um, it's getting us up in the old the old algorithms and all that stuff. And recommend us to a friend if you think they'd like work. You know, we are trying to spread that message of being open and honest about mental health. And spend. remember, put that time aside to speak to someone just like we do. And why don't you record it? Get a couple of microphones, chat shit. Someone else might listen to it. You never know. So now, Stephen, it is the Stop end of the show. Stevie. I gotta keep calling you Beardbo, not Stephen, because huh? I keep forgetting. So Beardbo, and cut that last bit out. Beardbo, I call you with that fucking cockface, gorgeous, darling, Spirit Reynolds. We are. I know you do. <laughs> it is, right? We're gonna go and shag after this. 
<laughs> I know. That's nah, the Morgan nah, thing. Like serious, serious. Remember. <laughs> we haven't generally haven't been drinking either. <clears throat> right, serious face. Serious face. I'm being serious now. This is my serious face. Look, look how serious this face is. When someone falls, you always know what to say to us. The rules of the pitch are Merry the rules Christmas. for life. Merry Christmas, everyone! It's Christmas! Bye, everybody! Merry Christmas, everyone! It's Christmas! Take a walk in my shoes Sick of the anxiety